0: Following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. John 16:33 Jesus talks to us. I have told you these things so that in me you might have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart I have overcome the world. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you have blessed us with the opportunity to gather together in your name to worship you, Father. We pray you would lend us your word and your wisdom, and our hearts would be open to receive it. We love you, Father. We give you our praise through your blessed son, Jesus. Amen. Well, surprise, surprise, I am not Pastor Heath. So we got the A team, we got Pastor Heath, B team, Joel, C team, Nate, yeah, you're stuck with the D team today. And after today, I think you'll realize how good you have it that uh, Pastor Heath and Joel and Nate get to stand up here. Um, Why am I up here? Last Sunday at the church... I went up to Pastor Heath to let him know that my honey and I would be out of town and wouldn't be able to attend the prayer meeting on Tuesday. His response? Okay, thank you for letting me know. Can you do the message on Sunday? <laughs> note to yourself, next time just don't show up on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a more serious note, I do feel blessed that uh, Pastor Heath and Joel uh, would feel confident enough in me uh, that they wouldn't trust me to bring you his word today. I don't feel that I've been blessed with the insight into his word as Pastor Heath has been. and We all know how he can deliver a message. But I have been blessed with our Father, with the gift of salvation, through his, through his Son. And as one saved by grace alone, I believe that regardless of how unqualified I might feel personally, I have been blessed with a chance to bring you a message that hopefully might have some meaning to you. Given a week to put the message together, I pondered what to speak about. And for some reason, the topic of free will came to mind. We have all heard at some point how we are created with free will, and it is a choice to choose God and his word to be our guide through life. After not a little research, I quickly came to realize that this was a much deeper subject that would require a lot more study than the one week I had. Give me a year, a lot of prayer, listening to our Father, and I might, repeat, I might feel comfortable bringing you that message. What I am going to speak to you today about is closely related to the subject of free will, though. I'm going to speak about choices. I saw a bumper sticker a while back that said, choose your hard. I pondered what that meant. I had not heard the term before. It was It an advertisement for hard ice cream I hadn't seen before. Hard shell versus soft shell lobster, soft shell. Choose your hard. Then an old axiom I'm sure that we have all heard about popped into my head. Between a rock and a hard place. The quirkiness of the wording, choose your hard, intrigued me enough that when I got home, Siri and I had a chat. One of the examples of choose your hard came up with this marriage is hard, divorce is hard, choose your hard, being in debt is hard. Being financially disciplined is hard. Choose your hard. Being out of shape is hard. Staying fit is hard. Choose your hard. This got me thinking about the proverbial rock in a hard place. When faced with no good solution to a bad situation, how do we choose? An example of this type of situation came to mind. One of my best friends, Darcy, is currently a retired Coast Guard pilot. He and his then girlfriend, now wife, actually introduced me to my honey. Darcy and I met as young Army helicopter pilots 40 years ago. I stayed in the Army. Darcy transitioned to the Coast Guard to be a rescue pilot. He told me of a time when they were called out into the Gulf of Mexico during a serious tropical storm. The weather was horrendous. The search area was right at the limits of their fuel endurance. They found the boat and the person stranded. And during the course of the retrieval, they reached what we call bingo fuel, which meant that they had to leave right now But the man and the rescue swimmer were not yet on board the aircraft. By the time they were both safely on board, it was five minutes past bingo fuel, which meant that they were likely not going to make it back to shore. They made a beeline for the nearest airport, knowing it was quite possible they would not make it to shore with the fuel remaining. Five minutes from shore, the low fuel light came on. Now over land, this is not a super serious issue. You have places to land safely, particularly in a helicopter. Do not require a large, large area at all. Over water, in an aircraft that doesn't float, becomes a completely different situation. Several minutes later, they came upon an island short of the airport where the emergency personnel needed to treat the rescue person. The rock. If they landed on the island, they would be safely on the ground, but the injured person would not be where the needed medical personnel were. The hard place? If they continued to the airport two, mi- two minutes away, there was a distinct possibility they would run out of fuel and likely crash as there was nothing but water between them and the airport. They had to choose their hard What other story comes to mind? This is one that most of us have heard. Genesis 22 tells us of the account of when God told Abraham to take his son Isaac to the region of Moriah and sacrifice him as a burnt offering. The account doesn't portray the anguish Abraham must have felt with this command, but I don't think I can even begin to imagine it. Sacrifice? My own son. I have two sons. We have two sons. I can't imagine that. The hard place, that was the rock. The hard place was the consequences of disobeying a direct order from God. Abraham had to choose his heart. While I pray none of you are ever caught between a rock and a hard price, and I pray you never have to choose your hard. It is very likely that you have already been in the situation or may have to experience the very same thing. Contrary to what prosperity gospel teaches might try to tell you, we can't donate enough money to ensure we will be financially wealthy, thereby ensuring an easy life in our minds. We cannot have a faith that is so strong as to guarantee we will never be sick. The truth is quite the opposite. The word is filled with examples of life being hard. John 16:33. In the world you will have tribulation. Matthew 7:13. Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those who enter it are many. Matthew 11:28 Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. 10 of the apostles were martyred. This most assuredly does not promise us an easy problem-free life. So what do we do when confronted with a choose-your-hard situation? What do we do when we're between a rock and a hard place? Or we are just in a hard place? (coughs) Pardon me for a moment. Great Idea Club came up with this one before I had a. I mean, late this morning before I had that chance to put it into here. Proverbs 4, 14 and 15. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and then be on your way. First, some practical advice. Hint, hint, three-point sermon. One of the things I'm involved in is I'm a firearms instructor. I'm qualified to teach firearm safety, marksmanship, concealed carry principles, and home defense. There is a very important lesson concerning the concealed carry curriculum in particular and somewhat in the home defense curriculum as well that is absolutely critical when it comes to being being put between a rock and a hard place. This thing is avoid being between a rock and a hard place. Avoidance of a potentially dangerous situation is a key component in keeping us from the crush zone of the rock and a hard place and alleviates us from having to choose our hard All too often, we are the creators of our own tough situations. When we don't pay attention to God's guidance for us, is it really any surprise when things go wrong? All too often, our desires are exactly what gets us into trouble. There are literally a million examples that I could give of this. And after I gave all million, I'm sure most everybody in here could think of a few more. 1 Corinthians 10.13 No temptation has overcome you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide a path of escape. Living in God's word is an active process. It's not a situation where we can sit back, enjoy the ride, and let God do all the work. We need to be active participants in this walk through life. But will with the temptation will provide a path of escape. The way of escape often is to avoid situations that could possibly involve the temptation that's giving us a hard time. If I have a gambling problem, I should not be going to the casino just for dinner. So what do we do when we're confronted with a choose your hard situation. What do we do when we're between the rock and a hard place or just a hard place? Secondly, we need to be there for those in this type of situation. Galatians six two. Carry each other's burdens, so you will fulfill the law of Christ. John fifteen sixteen. This is my commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. This includes those we know that put themselves in a tough place. Jesus didn't hang out with just the good people. His love for all included those who were shunned by society for various reasons. We can be no different than Jesus. Proverbs 3.27 Don't withhold good from someone who is due when it is in your power to act. James 2, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but do nothing to show it? Claiming to have faith can't save anybody, can it? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. What if one of you said, go in peace, stay warm, have a nice meal? What good is it if you don't give them what their body needs? In the same way, faith is dead when it doesn't result in faithful activity. We must actively be there to support those in need. Those who are trying to choose their heart. We need to be there for them in prayer, comfort, and tangible needs. This is... God working for us, through us. So what do we do when confronted with a choose-your-heart situation? What do we do when we're between a rock and a hard place, or just a hard place? Thirdly, Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Romans 8. All things work together for good to those who love God. Now notice the word here doesn't say all good things. It says all things work together for the good to those who love God. In Philippians 4:6 Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. So what did Darcy do when he had to choose his heart? He prayed. He prayed. Right there in the cockpit, he prayed even though he knew God was already working the situation. The very same storm that produced such difficult rescue conditions also provided them with an unplanned tailwind that would safely deliver them to where they needed to be. The place where urgent medical help was waiting. The place where under all normal thinking should not have been reachable for them. He prayed. What did Abraham do when faced with such a gut-wrenching task? He trusted God. Even though it may feel like we are alone when it comes to difficult situations, when we place in our faith in God through Jesus Christ, we are not alone. I'll leave you with this. Isaiah 43. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God. The Holy One of Israel. Your Savior. Let's pray. Father, we know, we understand that life is not easy. But we also know that regardless of what befalls our way, Father, you are there with us. And you will carry us through in ways that we don't understand and in some ways we can't even imagine, Father. But we commit ourselves to you for this safety, for this peace, and for this comfort. We thank you for your grace upon us, Father. We know we don't deserve it, but we are so thankful, Father. We give you our love through your precious Son, Jesus. Amen. If you would like to participate in the mission of Crossroads Church through financial support, checks can be mailed to Crossroads Church, Post Office Box 576, West Ossipie, New Hampshire, 03890.